Benjamin Franklin once said, In wine there is wisdom, in beer there is freedom, and in water there's bacteria. No bacteria here. This is On the Back Bar. On the Back Bar is your gateway to talking to the people behind the scenes at bars, distilleries, and vineyards around the world. We'll talk to the experts in the industry about future trends, people, spirits, cocktails, wine, and everything else. So kick your feet up, pour your favorite drink, and hang out on the back bar. This is Christopher Menning. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to On About Bar Podcast. Of course, it's Chris here, your host. And uh, today we've got a couple of guys here who are from Lab 22 in Cardiff. Now, uh, this is going to be an interesting episode because these guys are the inaugural winner of the Siete Mysterios Best Cocktail Menu Award at the World's 50 Best Bars 2021. They're here to talk about today their menu, Theory and Frontiers, the inspiration behind it, and why it stood out from other menus around the world. Uh, so first, you guys, pleasure to have you on. We've got Max and Tani, like I said, from Lab22. Uh, guys, how's life going? Everything right? Yeah, really good. Thanks, mate. Yeah, and thanks for having us on the podcast. Yeah, thank you very much for inviting us. No worries. And hey, how's Cardiff these days? You just told me a minute ago it's pretty busy with events, but uh, I haven't been there in years. It'd be nice to hear. Yeah, it's uh, Cardiff's amazing. It's it's. I've been here eight years, eight or nine years now, and it's vastly different to when I came here initially. There's so much more going on. There's loads of great independent bars, restaurants. Like the, the food and drink scene in particular is is really sort of elevated now. Uh, when I first arrived, it was sort of chain bars, chain restaurants. Like you sort of Wagamamas and Nando's were the only places to go and like slug and lettuce. And now it's just, yeah, it's it's amazing. Um, really busy, really growing really quickly. There's loads going on all the time. Um, yeah, great place to be. Good. And, you know, guys, I'd, I'd really love to, I mean, obviously we're going to talk about um, the award that's that's coming up now and uh, how your menu won last year. But I'd really love to hear about Lab 22. Um, I mean, I've only seen... Uh, you know, social media and, and videos, of course, but uh, I'd love to hear more about the venue concept. I mean, some of the stuff you're doing sounds insane. I mean, so forward thinking as well. But um, how did you guys get involved? Tell me about the concept, you know, what, what's been going on? Yeah, I think, to be honest with you, Lab is, you know, it's, 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 it's very fortunate this year to be um, celebrating, you know, another one of our milestones is a decade in the city, um, which is, you know, it's... it's um, quite a long time for, for for an independent cocktail bar to be you know to be going in in i guess in one of the most flourishing cities i'd say if not in the uk in europe i mean cardiff has been up and coming um over the past few years and it just keeps growing and growing with with us being able to um to host so many wonderful events um over the years but yeah lab 22 is a, you know it's quite a small um small uh, i guess sleek um uh, um independent cocktail bar um, situated in Chippy Lane in Caroline Street of, of, of Cardiff, you know, best known for the, the, the street where most people end up to get their food, um, their sort of, you know, their kebab or their chips, uh, we're, uh... or chip cheese and gravy or chip cheese and curry <laughs> sauce, whatever it is that Cardiff, you know, that sort of refers to it and before they get a taxi home. Um, but yeah. Yeah, we're um, we're discreetly located above a Greg and next to a Greek place. And uh, it's quite funny. People are often walk up and down Chippy Lane and be like, I've been looking for you for 10 minutes. And like, <laughs> it's really funny. As, yeah, like Tani said, Chippy Lane is a, 
synonymous with uh, where you end up to go get your chips after. So it's great when you finish a shift as well. <laughs> well, you know, congratulations for a decade. Uh, it does sound Thanks. like a lot of fun. Can I ask, are you sitting in the bar now? We, we are, are yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> the way you were yeah. looking around, I was thinking, oh, they must be in there. So, oh, yeah, it's, it's more of those in there, trying, trying to look around the room and be like, right, um, yeah. what's the best way to describe it? And I actually sat here with a cold brew coffee with the morning early start. <laughs> nice. Well, look, we're here to talk about your menu, uh, Theory and Frontiers. I mean, um, more than anything, it'd be quite interesting for me. Like, So it was last year was the first time they had this award for you know best cocktail menu. Um, obviously, people apply. They send the menu in and then it's judged by uh, the 28 Academy chairs from around the globe. But did you ever expect a sort of uh, small bar in Cardiff to be able to get this award or, or have this recognition? Was it a bit of a shock? Absolutely. We absolutely didn't expect it. Um, I think our reaction on the, on the event on the night probably speaks for itself um, more so than anything. But uh, yeah. yeah, it was... Uh... It, it was one of those where, I mean, you know, we're not even in the, the world top 100 list. Um, and, you know, we'd released the menu. We were really happy with it. Um, we sort of, we were, well, we the, it's the last of a trilogy of menus, which we'll talk a bit more about in a little bit. But um, it was, we were, you know, we really thought we'd proper hit our stride with this one. And we're really proud of it. And we we saw the CFT Mysterious Award come up and we thought, yeah, we'll, we'll submit it. Like, go on, nothing to lose. Like, we're not, in, we were talking to each other, weren't we? And like, oh, well, you know, we're not in the top 100, but you, you know, you don't take... Give it a go. Uh, <laughs> what, what's the phrase? Yeah, you uh, don't buy a ticket, you don't win the lottery. Um, so yeah, we, we put in and then we heard we got in the final five shortlist and we were, we were celebrating as if we'd like won something <laughs> then. We were in the bar like, we made the shortlist and... We're looking against the competition, you know, Little Red Door, Him Cop. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And we were just looking at all these Titan bars, and we were just there, this scrappy little underdog. Like, um, yeah, so it was, and then, yeah, on the night, I don't know if you were there or not, or if you saw the live stream, uh, we somehow managed to get the whole bar team in there um, <laughs> when you already think I meant to have two or three people. And we were, it was like we won the World Cup or something. Like, <laughs> Well, I think that's the beauty of this award is the fact that anyone can apply and put their menu forward. And it really is open to sort of the whole world globally. Um, so, I mean, let, let's talk about the menu. So theories, Theory and Frontiers firstly, and um, sort of I did my research before and I watched the video uh, on YouTube and that link will be in the show notes for everyone. It looks like a fantastic menu. I mean, the artwork itself, um, the layout, the designer, there's obviously a lot of thought and process behind that. Um, but, but firstly, Theory and Frontiers, where, where did that name come from? What does that mean? So as I said before, it's the last in a trilogy. Um, the the R&D trilogy is what it's named. So the first menu was Discovery and Progress. The second was Pioneers and Revolutionaries. And this one's Theories and Frontiers. So sort of the overall gist of it, Discovery and Progress, as the name sort of implies, was us sort of finding our feet as a bar changing our direction a bit because we just sort of been run-of-the-mill cocktail bar made so made some of our own drinks mainly sort of did classics um and it was sort of us being like okay no let's let's get serious about this um we're sort of we're science themed but loosely let's double down on that theme and then um and also we sort of established what well, we sort we call them now our, our three central pillars where we we sort of our, all of our bar's ideology sort of based around them. So they're accessibility, community, and transparency. 
So we want the bar to sort of be the hub of the community, not only in the way the sort of pub is slash used to be, but also support the local community through using uh, sustainable ingredient choices, using local independent businesses, donating to local charitable causes where we can, stuff like that. And then also our guests to know exactly what's going in their drink and you know not feel marginalized by, oh, I don't know what cachaca is or something like that, you know? Um, so that was the idea. Right? Uh, so that discovery in progress was us, I say, finding our feet. Uh, Pioneers and Revolutionaries was all based on scientists of the past, sort of looking at the history of science and how we'd got where we are, sort of paying tribute to that. And then Theories of Frontiers being the final one is like very forward looking. So it's every drink is based on a future area of science, a theory or a scientific frontier that is like undiscovered or unproven, not fully understood yet. So, for example, there's one about black holes. There's one based on venomics, the science of using animal vellums in medicine. Um, there's time travel. There's some are more loosely based than others. Um, but yeah, that's so that was sort of the the inspiration behind it. Um, so that each drink will sort of that area of science will be shown either through ingredient choice, through the sieve, sort of the style of drink, that sort of thing. Okay. So who's the scientist? Is that you, Tani? Where did the science come into it? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I'm by far am I the scientist behind this whole thing? I think um in, in, in reality, I think obviously the um the, the, the ethos of the bar as such is, you know, is, being able to think creative, creatively, and, and lab, obviously, with, with the abbreviation, mostly associated by everybody as like a, you must be a science-themed bar, you know, and obviously what we, you know, we encourage experimenting in this venue, of course, on a daily basis, you know, with all team members, but like, you know, by no means, we've got, you know, we're fortunate to have had, you know, or have uh, team members that ha are, you know, are, have got greater knowledge in the science topics as such, you know, and are able to help and have a certain amount of input. Yeah. But by far, am I some sort of scientist or anything like that? Yeah, no, we, uh, me and Tani have no... What's quite funny is until two years ago, not a single team member knew really anything about science officially, just interested in, in it. Uh, but now we've got a physics degree, a biology degree, and a... And oh, what's what's Josh's degree? He's he's got basically got three science degrees on board nice. now. So me and Tanya are there, like, yeah, you guys do all the science stuff. Like, it was honestly mainly just an intro. I mean, yeah, the name Lab, like Tanya said, sort of suggests yeah. that, and it was sort of a loose theme of the bar. But then, as I say, this menu trilogy was us being like, let's really nail down on that, but not in a way that it's really like in people's face, in that like you know. For example, the science on theories and frontiers, each each theory has like a, a QR code at the bottom, which you can scan. And if you're interested in the science, you can read up about it, but it's not there on the page in your face because at the end of the day, not everyone's interested in it. Some people just want to have a drink. Uh, and that was kind of, that's part of the sort of accessibility pillar that I was on about. Well, it's interesting because it's also, um... I think it really nails part of the judging criteria, which is the communication of the bar's identity. And, um, you know, other than that, you've also got sustainability, the range of drinks, innovation, storytelling, and design and layout. So these are sort of the, the criteria that, that the menus are judged on. Um, what do you think made your menu stand out amongst other entries from last year? I mean, it's hard to say, to be honest, because, I mean, they were the competition was huge. Like, we saw... 
the other. As it, we're incredibly proud of this menu, but we saw what we were up against and we thought, yeah, there's no way we're winning this. Those are great. <laughs> like, um, so I don't really, I think I think the artwork helps a lot. We found an amazing local artist called Dom Soy. Um, I'll send his little like, Instagram handle stuff like that. So you, we can share about it. He's, he's wonderful. He went to, he did an illustration at uh, one of Cardiff's universities. I can't remember which one for the life of me. And we, we sort of found his work. We always like to support even local artists, not just, you know, ingredient producers. Um, and we reached out to him and went, right, make uh, his, his work, climate change, time travel, black holes, do, do your thing. And he just came back with these amazing images, which are really striking and colorful. And we were just like, well, we, he's nailed that like um, I think visually it's, it's striking and that's sort of one thing that helps it stand out um, yeah totally it really pops out the page I mean seeing some of those colors it's just yeah it's sort of to me anyway without sounding like pretentious right sort of changed this menu in particular really sort of changed how I look at delivery of a drinks menu I know it sounds really wanky but like there's like it's sort of the whole piece to engage with rather than just a list of drinks. And this one really sort of hammered that home for me where, you know, as people ask us all the time, you know, oh, can we get a printout of this piece of artwork? And, you know, clearly someone's been done right if people want that to take home and have on their walls and stuff like that. Mm, very true. I mean, you know, move, carrying on with this um, artwork and stuff, can we talk more about the design and the layout of the menu? Can you describe how it looks? Uh, maybe some of the first couple of pages? And how you design each each menu itself or each cocktail page itself? Yeah, so I mean, our our menu designer is called Mark Hadley, and he's he's been with us. He used to work here years ago, didn't he? Yeah, I always forget yeah, he used to work here, <laughs> and he's but yeah, graphic designer by trade. Um, I think that really helps as well because he knows the bar inside out. Um, he knows the passion. He's worked with cocktails before, and it's sort of sometimes you can go to a designer with an idea in your mind and you're not quite on the same same wavelength but mark has just been a godsend hasn't he yeah. he's he really gets us and what we want to do um and yeah we basically every menu we've sort of you know tried to keep a bit that works get rid of a bit that doesn't work or we think we can improve on and mark's been central to that as well because he's yeah. designed all of them um so for example one of the bits that's remained is every page has a little periodic table symbol on it so every drink has it's on all three menus has its own unique periodic table symbol or in it have the abv of the drink the volume of the drink um so but part of that whole transparency accessibility thing where you sort of know what you're looking for um and yeah like i said that's been on all all the menus so we kept that and then you know other things we've added over time what kind of glassware it's in uh, we've had like flavor charts and stuff like that um and then re really crucially as well, we organize the menu in height order. So the drinks go from tall to short, which is a really, really easy way of explaining to guests where to find the drinks they're going to like. Um, in in the first menu in the trilogy, um, they're in different categories. So, you know, spirit forwards, highballs, et cetera, um, which works. But like if somebody, you know, you get a question, what's a highball, what's a spirit forward? But if you basically, you know, give them the menu, you go, look, they're, start at the front they're going to be tall they're going to be accessible they're going to be easy going further through you go they're going to get short and stronger so the ones at the back are going to be like your slow sipper spirit heavy cool. ones and people just get it and it's really 
it's yeah we we trialed it on the last menu and like yeah really yeah. decided it just worked um yeah yeah and every, everybody gets it it's really accessible and transparent yeah i mean it, it sounds it i think that's the, the key element there is accessibility isn't it because you're right not not all customers know um the sort of lingo we do or the glass um where all, all their names so i mean and this is great guys and um you know, you said this is the last in in three of a series. How long will this menu run for? Uh, do you have any plans for something else in the future? Yeah, well, we're we're going to begin work on a new one shortly. Um, on on Monday nights, we have a different menu. Uh, it's called Moonshine Mondays, and it's basically a, a jazz night with all sort of prohibition classics. And we're working on redoing the Monday menu currently, which will hopefully be done soon. And then as soon as that's done and box ticked. We're gonna move on to the next one. We've had a couple of ideas, but um, yeah, still got a couple of months left on this menu. It's run a bit longer than most because of a because of COVID and b because we want to just have its time in the sun a little bit. You still get people Absolutely. coming along and being like, "Oh, you won that award? Is this the menu?" And yeah, you want like we we've got there around yeah, a long yeah. time, haven't we? Well, let's talk about the drinks. I mean, Tani, do you mind telling us about some of the best sellers, the ones that are just you know iconic in this menu? Um, I mean, the, the, the drinks, we'd like to think, you know, and I, I, don't, I don't just say that personally, I'd like to say that the whole team will say the same thing. We'd like to think that all, you know, all the drinks on this menu is a reason why we've chosen or we spend time in, in development and creating them. So we all think those, those drinks are essentially delicious. However, everybody's taste is very, very different, as we all know. Um, but in certain drinks sell better sometimes because of the name. Certain drinks sell better because of the garnish that comes with it. And certain drinks sell better you know it, it's, it's all like very much dependent and we know we're in uh, you know we're probably in, the, in 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 a day and age right now where you know a lot of things are influences of what people tend to order sometimes and not necessarily like oh my god i love this flavor sometimes people go to a venue and go i want the drink that's got flash paper on it i want to burn money and <laughs> you turn around and you think to yourself you're like okay that drink sells really well and you know it can hit nine times out of ten you'll go, it'll go It'll go down a treat. However, you'll get somebody that'll turn around and go, can I have the drink and the flash paper? And then, and then they'll turn around and go, hmm, oh, I'm not so sure after I burned the money. <laughs> I'm not so sure on the flavor. Can I change up something else? You know, and of course, our whole team is at hand, you know, and available to help make sure that every single guest, you know, hopefully, you know, gets you know, a drink that they're enjoying rather than a drink that just, you know, sort of looks good aesthetically. Um, but yeah, I mean, the drinks that have been very popular on the menu are definitely Buckfast Die Young because of the flash paper and the garnish for it, you know, and we've been able to do little, you know, smart touches with it, you know, we've customised our matches that we sell, we give with the drink, everybody can take the matches away and use them at their own. And they've got measure. a little QR code which goes to the menu on the back of the matches as well, which, uh, so if you just, you know, someone's lighting a cigarette outside the venue, have a little scan, oh yeah, I might fancy going to lab. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, we should the, probably the we should probably um, open this up a bit more because we sound like a well, you sound like a bunch of pyromaniacs sitting fighting. <laughs> <laughs> so I've seen the video. So it's um, I mean, it's a cocktail, and you've got a sort of a, a fifty-pound note, but it's yeah. not a normal. It's not the Queen's face on there, is there? It's something else? No, it's, it's Einstein's face <laughs> no. on it. Yeah. So it's um, the, the it's based on cryptocurrency is the inspiration. So the obvious drink to template it on was a millionaire. Uh, which is like a rum, apricot, slow gin, sour. And um, yeah, the sort of idea was um, we've used flash paper in the past, but like in small amounts, we're like, we want a big piece that looks like money because 
Like everyone loves setting fire to a fake fifty pound note. Everybody loves it. <laughs> like there's something it triggers inside you, which you just enjoy. Um, so yeah, we sort of made a a fruity rum sour um, with Buckfast in it because I love Buckfast. Uh, it's my fault entirely that Buckfast is in there. Um, <laughs> I think a lot of people <laughs> listening won't even know what Buckfast is because we've got oh, people but... over the world listening. So, it's... Uh, so Buckfast is uh, known in Scotland as Wreck the Hoose Juice. It is a, a highly caffeinated <laughs> tonic wine uh, from Southern England, which is, I think it's absolutely delicious, but it has a bit of a reputation behind it. Um, and it's sort of one of the things we quite like doing is toying with people's expectations where they read an ingredient and like, wait a minute, isn't that like, doesn't that do this? And it's like, no, 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 trust me, like, give it, give it a try. But yeah, yeah. So that's based, let's say, based on a millionaire. And like Tani said, it's um, that's one of the best sellers because I mean, it's a lovely drink as well. But also, yeah, it's that interactive serve where people get to set something on fire and. Um, you know, in, on a Saturday night, you just see flashes of fire around the room and it's really cool. Amazing. And I know you also focus on um, sort of local producers as well as local artists. Um, you know, urban farming is a, is a big part of what you do as well. Is it the Concrete Daisy that uses rooftop honey? Yes. Yeah, the Concrete Daisy is uh, one of my favourites on the menu. Um, you've just been to pick some more of the yeah. honey up, actually. I've been you? to see Tim um, at Nature's Little Helpers, which is the little... Um, I, I guess the correct term for the local apiary that we've got in uh, in Cardiff. Um, yeah, he's you know what a wonderful person to have met, and then uh, uh, you know, and he also hosted us. He, you know, we we, we sent him a little message being like, look, we're currently working on on, on this. I, you know, we'd love to, to come and trial your product, and, and you know what, use that as, as as a part of you know the new menu. And he turned around, and said, you know what, bring the whole team over and let, and let them see for themselves what it is that they're getting, and and, and also the fact that. You know, it's literally it, it, within such a close, close distance to us. We turned around and was like, like as a team, we can all go there and, and, and have a look at this product in raw format. And, and, and him just basically speaking to us about it all and his passion about it all. Um, but yeah, just like I said, just just this morning's visit was Nature's Little Helpers. And, and, and now, you know, for us, is it like a, just a, a weekly thing at the moment that we've been, you know, we're doing. Yeah. So he's, um, yeah, he's based in north cardiff in lisbane but he has basically he trains most of the beekeepers in the area in like cardiff newport south wales and he has um there's like some of the hives that he uses there's some around the outskirts of cardiff there's some in cardiff um as uh, yeah there's there's some just on a rooftop which you can literally see from our window um which yeah it's just really cool knowing we're sort of looking into it and i was like no way are there beehives up there <laughs> and yeah so we, we sort of got in touch with him and like tani said we all went up as a team we got in bee suits we went around he's got his main production area in north cardiff but i'd say you'll go around and collect honey from all these places around the outskirts of the cities um he's just one of the most zen human beings in the world <laughs> he? he meditates by sitting up against his beehives and letting the vibrations go through him like he's an awesome guy um but exactly the kind of thing we're trying to promote like with and he's been with who's he been working with in london oh um, he's uh his, his most i believe his most recent thing he got reached out to by um uh, martin miller jane i think uh, from london uh, from the london stuff and uh, as uh, as we we went in there the next, obviously the next, the next, the following week to go and have a chat with him. And he was like, would you believe it? He said, someone had found us through lab 
and has now reached out to us and, and, and they said, because you do so much great stuff with Lab 22, we'd love to have you doing a project with us with our gin. Um, you know, and I think the gin that the, the cocktail that they were doing, looking to AMA is a bee's knees, I believe. Um, and they were like, we want to do it with your honey. And we were, and he just turned around and he was so excited about it because he was like, I would never have got this sort of, you know, level of connection had it not been for you guys shouting about us all the time in your, in your social media or in your, in your posts about your team being in, what are they called? Bee suits? Yeah. Yeah. In bee suits and all this, you know. And I, for us, it obviously is, 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 is you know, it, it makes us really happy because somebody like, like, like Tim is, you know, you know, we were at one point undiscovered, you know, and, 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 and you know, I'm not saying that we, you know, we, we, by far we, we love the fact that, you know, sometimes people walk in here go, I've never been here before. And that's amazing. But like the fact that Tim is just on the outskirts of, of, of a city in Lisbon and, and, and he can get this outreach, like, you know, from, as far afield as London, you know, wanting to do business with him and start do some more orders with him. Amazing. You know, if we can support another local independent business to make sure that they get that sort of level of reach, you know, even an even bigger win for all of us as well. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's very important to be proud of who you work with uh, and also just shout out about them as well on social media or in the menu. Um, you know, that sort of local community and supporting each other is so important um, wherever you are. Um, I mean, guys, tell me about, we'll stick on the honey a bit, but tell me about the cocktail itself. Um, how do you use the honey in the cocktail? Uh, so the cocktail is essentially a, a spruce and honey margarita. Uh, we wanted like a margarita riff that wasn't just, we want to do a bit more with it. Um, so yeah, the cocktail, the, the, the base spirit is Espelon tequila and Lille Blanc infused with orange peel. Um, sort of incorporates uh, closed loop into. We try to do like you know. I, I don't like the word sustainability, but that sustainable practice of you know trying to use all of the ingredients to the maximum. So the orange peel we infuse with is the peel left over from oranges we use for service for garnishes. So we save the offcuts, set them aside, and every week I'll infuse them into the booze. So it's orange infused tequila and lile, and then with a spruce and honey cordial. So a spruce tea, um, you can, we initially, we wanted to go and forage like spruce or pine or something like that. Um, but it wasn't viable to do without damaging, like, you know, we'd just be tearing trees apart, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, we, so we, we, we found a good source for the spruce and then we mix, make spruce tea, we mix it with the honey and add a bit of citric acid. So you get that sweet and sour, from the marg and then it's got a nice honey tweel on the top that looks like a piece of honeycomb what can i ask what, what is spruce i've never heard of that uh it's it's a type of pine tree ah okay so yeah it's like okay. pine and honey margarita essentially yeah that well, sounds delicious guys really good and you know another thing in the video which which kind of blew my mind a little bit is this whole canning process you've got a canning machine right yeah i think that was <laughs> definitely um that was definitely one of the one of, the, one of those the purchases that you you sort of start off with with the idea and to be perfectly honest with you a lot of you know it's one of those that stems from um i guess lockdown is not really much discussed anymore because it feels like a lifetime away but it's not that that long ago and i thought we thought about doing potentially having the idea of you know again buying a canning machine and seeing if we can do little takeaway cocktails um you know and it's just it's a fantastic idea initially but like not long after purchasing and sort of you know getting through that process of, of, of sort of 
um, having that, that bit of equipment in the venue, we turned around and thought, right, we need to make sure that we keep using this because it's, it's a fantastic bit of equipment, you know, especially because of the size of the machine, we're able to have it on the bar on display. And when you turn it on and you place the can into the machine, then you watch the process of it all happening in front of you and assembling the drink and, and sort of canning it and handing it over to somebody. Everybody just sits there and goes, oh, how cool is that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, to everybody. But like, obviously, you know, the, 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 canning, the canning process is something that, you know, we looked at it and we thought it'd be, it'd be awesome, you know, because of how much work goes into the drink um, itself in regards to the prep bit that just presented in the can and, and, and also the artwork that again Dom created for the label for, for, for that for that particular drink we all we thought it'd be a, a great showcase you know of, of what that drink is all about really yeah it um it was a good it was a, yeah I remember when we got it and we were like this is either going to be the best or worst purchase we've ever made <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah it's amazing as well we've, we've got an off license as well so you know sometimes you know, comes to the end of the night or somebody has to go get a last train home. Like the people have, you know, people, oh, I've got to go get a train home in 20 minutes. Can we get some canned ones to take away? It's like, absolutely. And it's just really fun Brilliant. to be able to do. Um, and it just sort of ties in one of the themes, one of the theories we wanted to go into was artificial intelligence. And we were like, well, a machine sort of serves you drink. So that kind of works, you know, <laughs> like that's all sort of the tie-in. Um, so yeah, no, we're we're really happy with it, aren't we? Yeah. Um, RTD is very on trend at the minute, so we wanted to get one on the menu. Um, and we've in the past we've tried like bottles and stuff like that. But if you've got something carbonated, then the air can often escape from. But the canning machine's really good. You just get these nice airtight. No, is it quite a quick process? Oh, it takes three seconds. Yeah, really. Like, okay. But well, actually, probably about five seconds per can. But yeah, you um. Put the can in, press the button, zzz, zzz, done. Like, <laughs> that was probably the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> made sense to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that, I mean, that's super unique. And I think, like you said, it, you hit it on the spot. People look at it and go, wow, that's amazing. It's like such a visual sort of uh, way to serve a cocktail, right? Um, but, you know, it, it seems like, you know, this sort of visual um, aspect um, and innovation is a big part of your menus. And, and I'm looking forward to seeing what you guys do in the future. But um, you know, in regards to the bar, what else have you got planned coming up? Is is there any uh, other events or anything else you got planned? I mean, yeah, at the minute we're just looking at getting these these two menus out: the Monday evening one and uh, the the new main one eventually. Um, like I said we've had so much on with regards to takeovers and hosting, uh, sort of talks and tastings and stuff like that. It's just been absolutely non-stop, hasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so a bit of a moment to catch a breath now and really sit down and go through the menu writing process again. Um, it, I think initially, to be you know completely and open and honest about it all, is that initially this was quite overwhelming winning the you know winning the the award in itself, and then you realise that actually you know we'd had the menu running for a little bit at that point. Uh, and you know the uh, theories and frontiers we've had it running for a little bit in the venue and obviously we've done the submission and so come the night the whole team celebrates it all and then you come back to the venue to like you know just continue doing what we really love doing and what we've you know what we have been doing over you know the past nearly decade um and then you realize how much of an influence um this will have um on the bar itself why you know in in so many different aspects 
uh, in the sense of, you know, the outreach and social media that you get from it, the massive exposure that you get from, you know, all the marketing material that the guys do, um, uh, you know, a fantastic way that the, the 50 best, you know, sort of put in place. Um, and then you realize that you have to give the menu then a longer time period. You know, you can't just turn around and go, oh, you know, oh, it's just one world's best menu, the inaugural winners of the world's best menu. By the way, we're changing the menu next month, <laughs> you know, because everybody's going to be coming in and wanting to, you know, wanting to really get a piece of it. And we, we, we had a, you know, a very long discussion as a team and we thought, you know, we can't, you know, we can't be that, that sort of type of venue where you can, you know, you win something and you, you know, essentially you need to be making sure that all the guests that get the opportunity, so not everybody will get to see you in the next month or two as soon as you've, you know, achieve something. So therefore give people a, you know, a chance to organize to sort of maybe get to visit you. So I think, you know, it's it just, it's just meant that we've had to extend the time in the, the, the obviously the menu is available for everyone to sort of have an opportunity to try and, you know, tasting it and, and everything else and seeing it as well. You know, I've no doubt, you know, we're, we're you know, we've, we've been very, very, like I said, very fortunate to, to, to be in this position. And therefore we, you know, the last thing we'd want to do is to say that, oh, Here's a new menu, and yeah. Yeah, sorry, the menu that won is no longer available within a short period of time because we know mm. it deserves, and, and and rightly so, you know, for us to have been, um, you know, given this recognition, the menu deserves its time in the, you know, its limelight, you know, it deserves some time to be on 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 stage, you know, sort of almost showcasing itself for what for what it has achieed. You know? Yeah, and it's it's all snowballed as well, hasn't it? Where the amount of attention it drew to us. Um, like we said earlier, like we we never in a million years expected it, and we were the scrappy underdog. And as I say, just getting in the final five and being shortlisted against these bars we've been aspiring to, you know, looking up to for years was amazing. And then, uh, yeah, it drew so much attention to us. And then all of a sudden, like we had the guys from Camperino in Milan come over a couple months ago and do a Campari masterclass and take over the bar. Um, we had guys from Copper Bay in Paris come over and it's like, you know, we've, we've done takeovers before and now we've got people coming from across the globe who want to work with us. And obviously we wanted to enjoy that as well and facilitate that. So there's just been, we've occasionally been like, should we start working on a menu? It's like, no, nah, no, nah, we got too much on next week. <laughs> like It's just <laughs> this snowball, which appears to finally have sort of ground yeah. to a, not ground to a halt, but slowed down enough that we can, like I say, catch your breath and start working on some exciting new stuff. Well, guys, look, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, really great to chat and hear all about Lab 22 and the Fury and Frontiers menu. Congratulations once again for last year. For everyone listening, a shout out to all bars around the world. You can send your entries in now for the Siete Mysterios Best Cocktail Menu Award. All you need to do is download your menu, send it to the application link which will be in the show notes or you can go to 50 Best Bars Instagram and find the link there. The application deadline is Monday the 22nd of August 2022. Uh, guys, once again, thanks for joining on the show. I really appreciate it. It's been nice to chat to you both. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you so much for having us. We really, really appreciate it. When I come over to England next, I'll try and make it over to Cardiff and see you guys, all right? <laughs> yeah, please do, mate. Please sure do. do. We'd love to have you. Thank you so much for listening to the show, guys. Uh, we are available on Spotify, iTunes, and all other major podcast providers. Your support helps my show grow, and I love you for listening. So thank you so much. 
If you want to be a part of it even more, please look at the show notes. You can find links to our Facebook group, The Beverage Network. You can also find links to my Patreon page where you can help the show grow even further with small donations. And you can also find my email where you can reach me anytime with any questions. You guys are amazing. I love this industry. Let's keep it growing. Thank you for listening to On The Bad Bar.